and many of us have heard this over and over in the church, but never really fully understood the, the breadth and the length of what God did for us over 2,000 years ago on the cross. And y'all, that's what we've been talking about uh, for the last few weeks, and we're going to jump back into it this morning. I think uh, maybe some people understand it even a little better because we got some, some objects that we're going to use to describe and to show what it is that we get uh, when we get born again. I am so concerned with just where the church is because one of the things that I prayed um, and even decreed this year was not that our church would just grow, but that we would grow healthy. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> There's a lot of, lot of growth, you know, that cannot, you know, you can grow but not be healthy. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. You know, you get a little thing, start growing out the side of your neck, <laughs> right? You're growing, but it's not healthy. It means that there's an infection. And me and my wife, we've been a part of a lot of different churches, what some would call mega churches and stuff. And we saw a lot of growth a lot of times, but we didn't see healthy growth. And, you know, we grow healthy as a child, you know, with babe, from, from a babyhood stage to a childhood stage. How do we grow? We grow based on what we eat, right? Amen. We, we grow based on exercise and sunshine and all those things that we need to grow. I want to start here again, not in the notes, y'all, but uh, if you could track with me for a few minutes. Um, we talked about this, about the different kinds of messages that you should hear when you go to church. And uh, it's found in uh, 1 Corinthians 14 and 6. And why do we teach this message? Why do we preach this message? Is because we need this message. Amen. And once again, we're going to uh, probably be putting a, uh, a pause right here in this message. We could go on and on with it because it's called the gift of salvation. And we're talking about today what's in the box. But as you'll see here, Paul's talking about tongues and how it wouldn't profit a church for me to, you know, stand up here and preach this whole message in tongues. We do believe in speaking in tongues and praying in tongues, but I'm not going to preach to you a whole message in tongues. And Paul said, I, pre I, I speak in tongues more than you all. But he said, but if I come to you speaking with tongues, preaching in tongues, teaching in tongues, whatever, what shall it profit except I speak to you either by revelation, knowledge, prophesying, or doctrine? Those are the four messages that you should get when you go to church. And today, this message of salvation is what? It's doctrine. Now, doctrine is not a lot, you know, so because pastors have become almost like a marionette or a puppet or, you know, sometimes a Ronald McDonald guy or sometimes we feel like we're up here doing stand-up comedy or something or, you know, we're just entertaining a live comedy or something because uh, pastors really... A, really, a pastor at his heart, he really loves people and he loves people to like him and to love him. And, and I mean, just a shepherd. Shepherd guys are really soft-hearted and, and, and kind and, and all that stuff. Well, you know, I am a pastor. That's one of the, my functions, but I'm really a church plant apostle. 
Um, and that's, you know, one of the five. And so um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little less of that. And I, I really don't care, you know, people like me a lot and all that stuff. But, but because pastors are like that, they gear away from messages that people don't like. It's so funny. Uh, I've been in education for years. And for the first time ever, and this, another teacher talked to me about this educator. She, she was asking her class, what do you eat at home? Oh, my God. I've asked some of my members, what do you feed your children? And y'all, like at school, you know, they, they serve lunch and free lunch and stuff. And y'all, sometimes that's the best meal a kid gets these days. Seriously, you'll be, you'll be surprised to hear. And I'm talking whole grade levels of, of kids. Yeah, you know, we eat CC's. Uh, what's, what's, not CC's. What's the pizza place? Everybody, but Little we, we eat Little Caesars every night. Every night? We eat uh, McDonald's. We eat, uh, my mama just, you know, she bought a bunch of them frozen pizzas we put in the oven, this and that. So you never eat like a sit-down meal. You never eat potatoes and greens and you never eat. And, and, and so now a lot of our children are nutrient deficient. What does that lead to? Immunocompromised, right? Immune, immune system, right? They get sick. They don't eat. They don't drink juice. They don't have vitamin C. They don't have... I mean, they'll have calcium. They're breaking their bones, right? And so if you're going to grow, y'all, you need nutrients. And, you know, my mama, you know, I mean, the young generation, the older generation don't, don't know anything about, young generation don't know anything about some of the older stuff. But, I mean, they used to make us take vitamins. And, they, I mean, they tried to do it, you know, well, you like it. think the, somebody came out with some Flintstones or something. We used to watch the Flintstones. They make you take your Flintstones vitamin. And y'all, it still didn't taste good. How many of y'all took Flintstone vitamin? Like nasty taste in your mouth, but you, they made you take your vitamins. Somebody say amen. amen. I never heard a kid that was just running home to take his vitamin. I forgot to take my vitamin. No, but y'all, we need vitamins, right, so that we can be healthy. We need uh, good food. We need doctrine in the church so we can be healthy. Y'all, there are people right now, and you know, I've been preaching since I was 13. I've been, you know, studying to preach and, and all that stuff, and I've been to college and all that. Y'all, to hear some of these guys that are packing out churches, what they're saying, y'all, the scriptures say it makes no, like, I can't believe that people are listening to this, but because they're babes, they don't know, right? So today, we're going to deal with some more doctrine, and we're going to talk about the gift of salvation one more time. And today, we're going to talk about what's all in the box. Can you, can you, tell, can you say that, repeat that? Say, what's all in the box? That's what we want to know. Because most of us, I know I was taught it, salvation is about what? What's going to happen when you die? That's what I was taught. You want to go to heaven? You got to get saved. You better get saved now because you could die tomorrow. You could die tonight. Is this true? It's true. Person need to not take for granted that they're going to live forever. And, you know, how long they going to be here? Mr. Israel right here, he invited the guy to the church when we was over at the uh, 
storefront that guy came in that, that morning. I think we was talking about salvation to some degree. He left out. He got killed that week. Never made it back. So it is a very important that you come to know who Jesus is before your time on earth expires. How many of y'all agree to that? But everybody say, that's not all. That's in the box, y'all. I'm so grateful, I'm so thankful to know that when I die, I will go to heaven. I believe that. I believe that. You know, I've been saved since I was six years old and understood it. God totally transformed my life. Even as a six, seven-year-old, my mama's right here, I became an anomaly. No little boy was like me anywhere. I was evangelizing and sharing my faith. and I, never, I haven't got tired yet, y'all. I haven't got tired of sharing the uh, the, the, the plan of salvation with somebody. We had a, a cameraman here yesterday. He's got, you know, uh, videos on uh, documentaries on Netflix, and he's done movies and all this stuff, and he's helping us do some of our stuff on End Times. And, and uh, I, don't, I don't know that he's totally a believer. I mean, he's just good at what he does. And, and I was sharing on the video how to be saved. And, stuff. and he, he just asked me, he said, man, what's your testimony? How did you get say? How did you get the Holy Ghost? And I, was, I talked to him about that. And I love sharing people, sharing with people the gospel, what we know as the gospel, which is very limited. What we know as the gospel is limited. What's the gospel? That you're a sinner, right? That you deserve hell, yeah? That Jesus Christ came and died to, so you could be forgiven of your sins, yeah? And so if you accept him, right, you go to heaven. Is that all? See, we were told that Jesus came to, why did he come to die? But I ask most people, why did he die? For our sins. Is that true? That's true. Is that all? No. He didn't just die for our sins. He died for some other stuff. Let's go to Isaiah 53 and 5. We're going to talk about what's in the box. What's in the box. My God. I'm picking out some people today who are going to help me with what's in the box. How many of y'all want to know what's in the box? How many, how many of y'all want to know if there's more than just dying and going to heaven when you die? Let me see here. If you want to know, if you want to know, if you want to know, we're going, we're, going, we're going to help you today. We're going to help you today. Isaiah 53 and 5. Now, this is the Emancipation Proclamation Scripture. All the black people are like, mm-hmm. The Mexican people are like, what? <laughs> Anybody ever heard of Juneteenth? So Juneteenth has something to do with the Emancipation Proclamation. Who signed it? Oh, y'all don't know nothing. Get off of Facebook and read some books. Who signed the Emancipation Proclamation? Abraham Lincoln. So why do we have Juneteenth? He signed it on January the 1st. A year before Juneteenth. So why do we have Juneteenth? Anybody know? Huh? Because, because the slaves in the South didn't know that they were free. Oh my God. 
It was what they did not know. Whew, Jesus, Gina. That was keeping them in bondage. It was what they did not know that they couldn't take advantage of all the freedoms afforded to them by the Emancipation Proclamation, which called it illegal for any person to enslave another human being. Slavery was over, but the people in the South didn't find out to another year and a half. And if you don't know it, can you take advantage of it? Hello? Hypothetically, you got $5 million in the bank. If you didn't know it, could you still be struggling financially? Yeah, you don't, you don't know you got $5 million. Somebody say amen. amen. So we're going to talk about today, oh, thank you. Thank you, Sister Cass. We're going to talk about what's in the box. There's a lot of stuff in the box. Somebody say amen. amen. Can we talk about it? Amen. All right. So, so this is our scripture of what Jesus did on the cross. This is exactly what he did. This scripture tells us everything he did on the cross when he died for our sins. He didn't just die for our sins. Number one, let's read it. But he was what? Wounded. For what? Our transgression. That's our sins, right? He was bruised for our what? Iniquities. That's wrong thoughts, wrong attitudes, wrongness on the inside of us. How many of you ever did wrong? How many of you ever just felt wrong? Yeah, that's iniquities. Stuff you can't see. He died for that too. Hatred, envy, jealousy, lust, Ain't nobody in there ever had no lust. Huh? Only men have lust, right? Women don't never go, mm. Women don't never have, mm. Women don't ever have, mm. Y'all do it quick. Women don't have lust, though, right? Those are iniquities. You ain't did nothing. You just had some lust. Talking about you fell in love. You fell in lust. Come on, somebody. That dude had some six-pack abs and some green eyes. You didn't care what he knew, where he came from. Somebody say amen now. That's lust. But he was wounded for our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. But watch this. This is the part we don't understand. That's some more stuff. The chastisement of our what? Now, y'all, can I, can I just help you? Can I, can I just teach you? Can I teach you today? So what does the word chastisement mean? It comes from... The Hebrew word, <clears throat> Musar. So his chastisement, watch this. This was chastisement. His reproof, his instruction, his discipline, his chastening. All right? What did, what did God do to Jesus on the cross? Anybody know? Huh? Let's go to Isaiah 53 and 10. God was sad about Jesus being crucified, wasn't he? Huh? He was mad about them crucifying Jesus, wasn't he? No. He sent his son to die. Now this is a very odd scripture here. Because Jesus on the cross, he was crying out in agony. Father, Father, why have thou forsaken me? Jesus was in pain. 
He didn't want to be separated from his father. He said, if there's any other way. So I would imagine that the father was feeling agony too. I don't want to be separated from you. That's not what this scripture said. It said, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. See that, Brother Moses? It pleased the Lord to bruise Jesus. He was pleased with it. He was pleased with the crucifixion. He wasn't sad. He wasn't mad. Do you know why he was pleased? Because it satisfied some stuff. His wrath against us. Somebody say amen. And it put us in a position that he could do for us what he always wanted to do. It pleased the Lord to bruise him and put him in grief. <clears throat> when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. The reason we were separated from God is because of our sin. Right? But the Bible says it pleased the Lord to bruise him. This is what the Bible says when it chastisement. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. That, that God chastised Jesus on our behalf and he was pleased. So if the chastisement of our peace was upon him, we need to find out what peace is. So let's look up that word peace. Peace is shalom. Shalom means happiness. Can y'all put that on the screen? Health. Prosperity. That's that word in the Hebrew, the very word, the chastisement of our peace. So Jesus was not only crucified for our sins, he was crucified for our what? And what is our peace? Shalom, safety, happiness, well-being, health, prosperity. That's what that word means. See, he not only died for our sins, he died for our prosperity. He died for our health. Somebody say amen. amen. When you don't have enough money, do you have peace? You could be evicted any moment. Anybody ever was in danger of getting your car repossessed? Is that a peaceful time? No, bro, you hide. Hey, bro, you got garage? <laughs> Can I have my car in your garage? You hiding, you looking there. I mean, you parking your car, backing it up against the wall, you know, parking it behind a tree. Somebody say amen. That's not peaceful when you don't have prosperity, is it? No, it's not. Hey, guys, do y'all have, hey, 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 do y'all have prosperity right there? Y'all got, got the, the word for peace? I want them to see it. I want them to see it. We gave it to y'all. All right. So the word for peace is shalom, it's prosperity, it's well-being, it's welfare, it's health, it's rest, it's completeness, it's soundness, it's tranquility, it's contentment. Do y'all see this? So that's also in the salvation box. There it is. It's all those words right there. Shalom. It's in the salvation box. So not only did he die for your sin, he also died for your prosperity. He also died for your welfare. He also died for your peaceableness. He also died for your uh, 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 tranquility. For everything to be at peace and at rest. 
Anybody ever had not enough money? And then you got enough money? How did that make you feel? I'm at peace now. I got enough money to pay the bill. I got enough money to pay my rent. I got enough money to pay my car note. Come on, somebody. You got a job, got a raise, got a new job, got some new income. Somebody say amen. amen. Anybody tell you money don't make you happy, ain't never had enough of it. Somebody say amen. It can make you happy now. Amen. It don't bring you joy, but it can make you happy. <laughs> what does it do? Plan to say it, it can make you comfortable while you're miserable. Yeah, you can still be miserable, still be living another life. But I'm gonna tell you what: if you got enough money, there's some soundness and some tranquility. Somebody say amen. amen. When I pay cash for like ten of my Mercedes, you know what I wasn't worried about? Somebody coming to get it. You can't, you can't repo something I pay cash for. Somebody say amen. amen. Jesus paid, no, not only so we can go to heaven when we die, he also paid for our prosperity. Everybody say, what's in the box? box. Now y'all got to come get with me today because we, we, we got to bring this home. Somebody say amen. amen. I thought you'd be more excited about the fact that not only did he pay for your sins, but he also paid for your prosperity. Not only did he pay for your prosperity, wait a minute, he also prayed for your health. Go back to Isaiah 53 and 5. Chastisement of our peace, our prosperity was on him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Now there's a group of people in this country, there's a group of uh, uh, denominational people that just don't believe that God heals. Or a man, a man can't pray for you and be healed. When the Bible says that th these are the signs that follow them believe, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall what? It's part of the benefit. He just wants you in heaven when you die, but he won't heal your body. He puts sickness on you to teach you something. That's a lie. Somebody say amen. Come on, John 10, 10 says what? The, who came? The thief. If God and Jesus are doing all this bad stuff, what is the devil doing? That's all I want to know. God put cancer on you. God blesses you. God gives you money. God takes it away. What's the devil doing? He on vacation? No, the devil is the one that puts sickness on people. Come on, y'all. Y'all seen the St. Jude commercial? You got five, six-year-old babies over at uh, Texas Children, over MD Anderson, and Harold Ball, and they got cancer, and God did that? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. I wouldn't serve a guy like that. No. Jesus, this is how, this how much God wants us healed. He sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross. And y'all, you remember when they whipped him? How many of y'all saw the passion of the Christ? Well, that's a hard scene to watch, right? When they whipped him, 39 stripes. What was it for? It was for your healing. So you don't have to be sick. I thought somebody would rejoice. I don't care what the devil try to put on you. COVID, COVID number two, COVID number three, COVID number 10. Somebody say amen. Cancer, diabetes, whatever it is, Jesus Christ paid for it. And if he bore it, I should have to bear it. But pastor, 
I believe in Jesus, I'm saved. If Jesus paid for my prosperity and he paid for my sicknesses, why am I broke, why am I sick? The same reason the slaves were still picking cotton a year and a half after they were set free. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And then when knowledge comes, the Bible says, they reject it. You ever had something and didn't know how to use it or didn't know how to activate it, didn't know how to? So we're going to find out what's in the box. How many of y'all ready for that? Everybody say, what's in the box? Yeah. So in this box, there's some other boxes. Y'all got what I'm saying? And uh, we want to see, what's it? Come here, Yolanda. Come here. You, you, you might want to hurry up. Come on. Let's see what's in this box. I want you to pick out one of these boxes. Just pick one. All right, let's see that now. Now open that window. Let's see what that is in that box. Oh, my God. Let's say healing, y'all. Wow. Everybody say, healing is in the box. Yeah. You have been sick, my sister. You know, the Bible says, that by his stripes, you are healed. Amen. Y'all put all the healing scriptures up there. Amen. You ever, did you get COVID? Praise God. But you know what? The Bible says, because we are believers, that no plague can come to our dwelling. Yeah. Psalms 91. Yeah. The Bible says that, that though, though a thousand fall at one side, 10,000 fall at another, it will not come nigh us. Yeah. Because that's one of the benefits of salvation. And even if you got the symptoms, you was healed. Come on, somebody. Thank you, have a seat. There's healing. He was wounded for our transgression. Come on, somebody. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Let's say the last line together. And with his, we are healed. My God. Healing. Jeremiah 33 and 6 says, Behold, I will bring it to health and healing. I will heal them and reveal to them the abundance of prosperity and security. That's in the Old Testament. New Testament. First Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his stripes we have been healed. Somebody say amen. Psalms 43 and 1, the Lord sustains him on a sick bed. I don't care how, how sick you've been. You might have been on a sick bed in the hospital, but the Bible says he sustains him on a sick bed, and in his illness, he will restore him to full health. Somebody say amen. That's what's in the box. Somebody say amen. See somebody else. What's in the box, y'all? What's in the box? Come here, my man. What's in the box, though? That's all I want to know. Take one of them boxes out. Oh, you got the big box. All right. Open that box up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What what'd that say, bro? That say prosperity. Now, inside this box is another box. Open that box, bro. 
Stay there. Open that Bible. What you got, bro? That's for you, bro. You might have needed that when you came to church, but God blessed you today. He knew he was going to be here, but there's more. There's more where that came from. Somebody say amen. That bro got a hundred dollar bill in his box. All I'm trying to show you what's in the box. It's not just something. It's not just when you die, you go to heaven. Somebody say amen. Come on, what about prosperity? We know in them scriptures. Let's see. Proverbs 10 and 22, bro. The blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord. See, this is the reason why our young people won't come to Christ. This is the reason why. Because they looking at Rick Ross. They looking at all these rappers and all, Nicki Minaj and with the Bugattis and all that stuff. And y'all, and then we come to church and say, if you serve Jesus, you got to be poor. No, the Bible said, the blessing of the Lord, it makes you rich. But you don't get shot up in Las Vegas. See, Mr. Schultz. You don't OD in a tub like Whitney Houston and her daughter on drug overdoses. You don't get rich, but it had no sorrow. That's what's in the box, y'all. <laughs> My brother over there can't believe it. Man, a hundred dollars. I came to church and got a hundred dollars. Right. Y'all know where that come from. I was trying to show somebody what's in the box. My daughter told me, please, please, daddy, pick me. Not this time. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, y'all got a big one, too. She got a big one. She got a big one. Let's see what's in that box. Oh, my God. You got to open it? What does it say? The blessing. The blessing. The blessing. You got another box inside that box? Yeah. Okay, take that box out. Okay. Let's see what's going on with that. So she got the blessing. Hold up. She got $100 too. Now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, see y'all, 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 they didn't tell us this stuff. They told us Jesus just died for our sins. But you gotta be broke in this life. You gotta be sick in this life. You just pray to God to make it through. No, y'all. When we're born into the family of God, we're born into a new family. Okay, okay, let me, let me help you out. West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is West Philadelphia. Most of the, y'all remember that? What was that story about? It was about somebody that was broke, busting, and disgusting, coming from West Philadelphia, but then her move was a little family and good health. And when I came into another family, he got a butler. Come on, somebody. He got a mansion. Come on, somebody. He got his own home. He got money. How long have I born into the royal family? And still be broke. Come on, somebody. And guess what? Didn't treat him like a stepchild. 
You can call Jeffrey Chirpin for four, just like Carlton, just like the rest of them. Somebody say amen. amen. And we are born into the family of God. That's why John is saying, you must be born again. But when you come into the family, the blessing is on you. Somebody say amen. amen. Do we have any scriptures about the blessing? I think we just got through. Did we just get through Coleman? Deuteronomy 28. Bless, you'll be blessed in the city. Come on, somebody. You'll be blessed in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Blessed will be the fruit of your ground. That's your, that's your job. Blessed, blessed will be the fruit of thy cattle. The fruit of your kind. That, that's your business. The flaps of your sheep. Blessed shall your basket and your store be. That's your uh, bank accounts and your income. That blessed shall I be when you come in. Blessed will it be when you go out public chase your man with money. Oh, he cause your enemies to rise up against you. They'll be smitten before your face. They will come out against you anyway, but they'll fly. Seven eyes. That's the blessing. When you get saved, when you get born again, you get the blessing on you. Everything you touch turns to gold. Everything you do succeeds. It ain't easy. Come on, somebody. But when my mama says she's going back to school to get our bachelor's, she got it. Somebody say amen. When she said, I'm going back to get my master's, she got it. Come on, somebody. Because the blessing of the Lord was in him. He'll bless you. And then the blessing of the Lord makes you rich. Somebody say amen. Hmm. Look at Galatians 3.13. I'm almost done. Christ hath redeemed us from the what? From the curse of the law. So every curse, when he died on the cross, it's talking about the transaction. There was one transaction, y'all. That was on the cross. That was one transaction that redeemed us. It's what Jesus did on the cross. Right? The cross is very important. That's why we take communion, the whole thing. That's why during the resurrection season, we talk about his death, his burial, his resurrection. It's very important, but we don't understand what, what it's all in it. And all we've been talking about is dying when you go to heaven. And I'm not minimizing that. You should know where you're going when, when you die. You should know if Jesus is coming back, you're going with him. But y'all, there's so much more in the box. That when he went to the cross, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Listen to what it say. Being made a curse for us, for it is a written, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. That the blessing of Abraham <laughs> might come on the Gentiles. Now, y'all, I'm going to tell you if you're in here, just don't get caught up in the stupid stuff, right? Get on the right side. All the stuff that's going on in Israel, we're on the side of who? Israel. We're on the side of who? We're on the side of who? Are you trying to take that land to Palestinian? No, no, it belongs to who? And the reason people hate the Jews, do you know the number one reason they hate the Jews? Do you know the number one reason everybody in the world they hate the Jews? You know why they hate them? Because they're rich. They're blessed. 
Boy, Kanye West heard the gospel, gave his life to Christ. I was with him, boy. Took his business, man, from $2 million to $6 billion. And then one night, criticizing the Jews. He lost everything. They don't like the Jews because they got money. And they got power. But y'all, it's not their fault. Do you know why they have it? Because God told Abraham. In Genesis 12 and 2, say, I will bless you, and I will make you a blessing, and everyone that blesses you will be blessed, and everyone that curses you will be cursed. So Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law because we were Gentiles, that the blessing of Abraham, the same thing is on the curse. Come on, somebody. That we can run it, that we can have the model. Come on, somebody. Well, no, the only thing that was on Abraham was he had faith and God counted that unto him as righteousness. No, that's not true. The blessing of Abraham, let's find out. Genesis 13, 2. What was the blessing of Abraham? And Abraham was very rich in, but he was rich in spiritual things. No, he was rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Abraham had money. That's why they don't like the Jews. You know who Mark Zuckerberg is? He's a Jew. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. He's a Jew. Come on, somebody. People that got all the money, like a lot of them are Jewish. And black people around here, oh, we the real Jews, we the real Jews. Okay, where your money at? Where's the blessing on your life? Come on, somebody. Where's your land? If you're the real Jews, go on over to Israel and deal with Hamas and Hezbollah and tell them that land belongs to you. What's in the box? That's all I'm trying to figure out. Is what is in the box? Give me one more. I got one more, I got one more box in here. And it's a lot more stuff that's off up in this box. You know what I'm saying? A lot more stuff off up in the box. I just want to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Mama. Mama, what's in the box? Yeah, one more box. What's in that box? Oh, God. Let's see what's in that box. Oh, God. Oh, God. In her box is faith. Faith. So, y'all, when you get born again, now, you know, we've been talking about a lot of secular people and all that stuff. And, you know, we showed you Jennifer Aniston. We talked about uh, Jim Carrey, all that on Wednesday night. The secular people. And they, there is a belief that works for them. There is a kind of faith that works for them. The whosoever faith. But, y'all, when you get born again, you get another kind of faith. Somebody say amen. amen. Let, let's talk about the kind of faith you get. Uh, 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 Mark 11, 22 and 24, Jesus said, have faith in God. Another translation said, have the faith of God. Better translation said, have the God kind of faith or have God's faith. Somebody say amen. amen. 
So when you get born again, you not only have human faith, you have the God kind of faith. He said, for verily I say unto you, that when you get saved, when you get born again, when you're born into this family, you can say unto a mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shut not down your heart, but believe those things which you say shall come to pass, who, but, and you shall have whatsoever you say and then he said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen. So Jim Carrey did write himself a $10 million check. And he was able to cash it when he said it. He never raised the dead. Come on, somebody. He never opened blinded eyes. He never opened deaf ears. Somebody say amen. He never got nobody healed of cancer. Y'all, that's a human faith, and that's a supernatural God kind of faith. And that's why Jesus said, when I leave, the works that I do, and even greater works than these, shall I do, because I go to my Father, because I'm going to love you, the God kind of faith. Somebody say amen. Listen to Galatians 2 and 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I, I live, yet, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. What is he saying? I have the same faith as the Son of God. He does not live by the faith in the Son of God. We, we misread that. He said, the life I now live because we walk by what? We live by what? He said, I live by faith, but the faith I'm living by is not my faith. It's the faith of the Son of God. It's the same faith that Jesus had when I stood up for the Lazarus too. And I said, Lazarus, come forth. The same faith he used when he multiplied two fishes and five barley loaves. The same faith he used when he walked on water. The same faith he used. Come on, somebody. When he held blind Bartimaeus, he the same faith. That's the faith that I'm living by right now. It's the God's kind of faith. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, God. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 4.13. We have the same spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith. As who? As Jesus the same spirit of faith. As who? As Peter? Did Peter ever raise the dead? Yes. We got the same spirit of faith. As Paul? Did Paul ever raise the dead? That's Paul talking. He said we have the same spirit of faith that he had. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> According as it is written. And watch this. Since we have the same spirit of faith, he said you can do it just like I did. He said I believe and therefore I have spoken and we also believe, therefore speak. And we just learned recently, if you can say it, come on somebody. You can say it. Come on somebody. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Because we have the same faith and we live by the faith of the Son of God and we know that if we can continue to say somebody say amen. If I continue to say my income doubles this year, what's going to happen? Man, I'm going to go double. We continue to say, by his stripes, I'm healed, mama. What's going to happen? Sooner or later, by his stripes, I don't care how long you have diabetes. I don't care what stage of cancer the doctors say. If you can come on, brother, who's Steve, who's in the last stage of cancer, to take four scriptures out the Bible and 
somebody that can see the invisible that can expect the incredible that can receive the impossible faith that can conquer anything faith that can risk the unreachable faith that can fight the unbeatable faith that can remove the unmovable faith that stands the invisible faith that can do anything I want to know if I got two people here who will recognize where I got born again that you got faith that can conquer any mountain credit cards and different things and you know now my friend Dr. Gabriel Roger he's one of them guys point counters and stuff and he, he uses points and he gets free trips and gets free hotels I just never wanted to I just never wanted to fool that you know on my job you know they they, uh, they reimburse you for miles but to me it's so tedious to calculate the miles every month I just like I just sold that right but I could get it I could get an extra check at the end of the month. What's in the box? And this year, for the first time, y'all, we was using the credit card, and it kept talking about the points. The points kept showing up. And I called the people. I said, what can I do with this point? They said, you can get $1,000. Yeah, I got $1,000 back because I used my points. But I never used it before because I wasn't interested. I didn't know how to use them. I was ignorant. You can actually get cash. Yes. <laughs> you lie. No, sir. I don't lie. You can get cash back. So either some of y'all, you don't believe that you got the benefit. You don't know that you got the benefit. Or just like me, I just lazy. I, I don't want I, I mean, I get sick. I just, just give me some Advil. I don't even want to fool up with trying to get healed. Just give me another payday loan. I don't want to fool up with trying to get prosperous. Because there's things you got to do to activate it. I mean, $1,000 didn't just come to my house. I did have to call it in. I did, I did have to go on the internet and, and whatever they say. Well, just go on the internet and then click this, click that, and then you redeem your points and then, you know, all of that. I did have to do something. You got to do something. You know, you know how them people got $100? They, they open the next box. Some of y'all call that work, but they ain't work. They just, they had to do something. They said that, nah, I don't want to open the next box. They wouldn't have got the $100. It was a benefit that was theirs. 
Y'all want to tell you, many of us are living so far beneath what we have. And y'all, ain't nothing else you got to go get. Paul said, we all have, we have it, the same spirit of faith. The blessing is already on us if you're born again because Christ redeemed us from the curse so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. So we already got that. You know? Suffering with sickness and the Bible says you're already healed. But the things you got to do to activate that, you got to use your faith. You got to use your words. Somebody say amen. How many of y'all say I've been even living beneath my salvation privileges. Let me see here. It's stuff I haven't been tapping into. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Stand on your feet right now.